Are you ready? Oh, sure. Roll the thing. See, I don't think I did it the last time. I don't think I did the roll the thing. The roll intro. the thing? Yeah, roll the intro. Oh, that's what I usually say. Roll the intro. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hello, hello everybody and welcome to bitcade this is episode whatever uh, and uh as you can tell uh this is the second one since we've been back and uh we're still remote um i actually saw ashen for the first time in a year uh actually this weekend so that was was it this weekend or last week yeah it's already been a week <laughs> since i saw you <laughs> all right um Anyway, yeah, Ashton, how's it going? How was your weekend? It was a long weekend for yourself, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, we had quite the you know the snow thing happen. I wouldn't even call it a storm, um, to be honest. But yeah, we got like what eight inches of snow, eight to ten inches of snow total. It's going away now. Yeah, uh, I hurt my back because I'm an idiot. I went mm. sledding, I bombed a hill on an inner tube, hit a jump. And I actually flew off of the tube midair, then landed on it as it hit the ground, bounced off of it, flipped over, did a backflop, and somehow bounced off of my back, and then tumbled <laughs> down the rest of the hill. So, yeah, it was a little sort of eventful. Yeah, yeah, still went up a few more times after that, but yeah, um, yeah. My uh, this was uh, my dog's first time seeing snow, so we got some videos of that of him. He he's not very big because he's a he's a Shih Tzu, so he literally just flops right into the snow <laughs> if you drop him into it. He the snow was above his head, and so he had to trudge through it a little bit when he went out. But he got to see it, so <laughs> he was he was good. He was fine. I'm sure it was cold as shit though. So uh, oh, he didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, but he he'd eat the snow a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, eat, eat the water. Um. Anyway, yeah. So snowy snowy weekend for us here in Pacific Northwest, but. Let's get to the topics of the show, shall we? In this episode, we are going to be talking about PlayStation 5 on the Xbox. We're also talking about AO games. Not the AOK, those games. We're talking about adults-only games. So, hide the children, because we're going to talk about the pornography oh. games. <laughs> so, those are their thing. And then, we're going to be talking about what makes next-gen games next-gen games. What is it? What is the? Where's the cutoff point? We're gonna talk about those yeah. two. Let's talk about the first topic. First topic is PS5 games are coming to the Xbox Series uh, of consoles, the Xbox Series X and the Series S. Now, more specifically, the one that really kind of started this conversation was MLB The Show is now coming to the Xbox uh, platform, which is the first time that the the Xbox is getting a full-fledged baseball game that's a, like a simulation game. I mean, there's RBI baseball, but that's really not as yeah. big as this um, this game coming over. So I guess the conversation starter is, are there games that you would like to see come over from the Xbox? And I mean, as Ashton, you and I, we, we have all the platforms here, so it's not really necessarily a thing that is too outrageous uh, for us to really even care about because it's not really something yeah. that we got to decide. But the main question is, would it be kind of cool to see games coming over to the next-gen 
on, on this next gen, this generation of the Xbox Series and the PS5, and even including the Switch, what games would be cool to kind of be playing on all of those platforms? Maybe yeah. as a cross-platform game type of game, things like that. What are your, what are your thoughts so far with MLB The Show crossing over to Xbox? I mean, it's cool. I mean, to me, it's just kind of like, you know, whatever. I'm not really big into sports games, typically. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of meh for me. I think it's cool for people who really like baseball games um, and don't have a PlayStation. But I'm really hoping that this kind of like has a somewhat of a domino effect and brings over some other titles. You know, maybe not their like flagship, but they're known for titles like Bring Last of Us or God of War over to Xbox. Probably not a good business move. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's a few games that they could probably do it with. Like, I mean, even like look at uh, that game Genshin Impact. I think that's like a PlayStation exclusive. I think on console, uh, yeah. I think you can. yeah for console. But I think you can um, play it on like mobile and PC. So. Yeah, but it's like. You know, just bring that over to Xbox, make it cross-platform, and your that game is going to do way better. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a game that everybody's going to go get a PlayStation for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely that thought of like what what is a company to do when there's like because right now you know you got if you look at Xbox, for example, they they've been known to do this. They they've been the, kind of the first people to kind of be doing this whole bring over their games to other consoles like the Nintendo Switch and the uh, PlayStation uh, hardware because of, for example, like Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori Will of the Wisps. Mm, yeah. Those are those are Xbox games going over to the Nintendo Switch. And I, I think you can play it on PlayStation. I'm not, don't quote me on PlayStation, but I know uh, you can play it on. I don't think so. Okay. But I know that it's on, on the Nintendo Switch. And also if yeah. we look at it even more Good in depth too. Yeah, and and that's and I think that's kind of the level and caliber that you kind of got to look at. Of, it's gonna be those kind of games. I think you're right. It's not gonna be those major, like triple A games. But then again, you know, you look at MLB The Show. I mean, that rake that that's the only baseball game of its kind right now. That's like if EA was strictly on like Xbox consoles and Madden was coming over to like. The, the now Madden is going to be able to be played on the PlayStation. It's kind of that level for baseball because there really isn't like no one else makes baseball games to the caliber because 2K, they walked away from the Major League Baseball stuff. And I think MLB actually signed a contract with PlayStation to make their to make that game exclusive. Um, but I'm sure Major League Baseball is also thinking to themselves of like, yeah, um, can you put us on all our platforms? Because um, we're we we don't see very many fans anymore. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I, I think this is definitely the biggest game, uh, in popularity and hardware wise, because uh, yeah. usually the MLB games look really nice and they are very high res. Um, but yeah, so like, what would you, where where would you see the cutoff point of like, the the PlayStation games? Like, what what game would you think would be kind of a good one to be? playstation releasing let's go through like all three of them of like what would be your playstation game to cross over to both consoles or maybe just the one because you think of hardware uh setbacks um, i mean to be honest i mean the only one that you're gonna see hardware setbacks for is gonna be really the switch so mm-hmm. um you know there's not a game out there right now that would be 
you know, easy for one console to run and difficult for the other, which, you know, Xbox being a more powerful console, there's not a game that they've made that you wouldn't be able to actually have working on a PlayStation. There's just not a game out like that. Mm-hmm. And you probably won't see a game out there like that because there's not that much of a gap. Um, but one game I think that would do fine going over would be a game like The Medium. Um, that oh, so from, be... from Xbox to... To the PlayStation, PlayStation yeah, okay. <clears throat> because they have they have um, you know they have a bunch of fans over there of that genre, like any sort of like puzzle, psychological horror type stuff. You know they're going to be getting that one game. Um, God damn it! What was it called? It had Norman Reedus in it. Uh, uh, it was a horror game that got shut down. Oh yeah, <laughs> man! I know that. PT, I know it. PT. P- well, there's PT. Yeah, there's PT. Yeah. PT was going to come out, and everybody was super excited about that. It was going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Well, not so not to mention, uh, usually the Resident Evil sort of exclusive stuff kind of hits PlayStation a little bit first. Yeah. Like, for example, um, Maiden, the the Resident Evil Village demo, tech demo, is only right now at the moment exclusive to PlayStation. So, yeah, I'd see your your horror thing. I mean, and, you know, it's not like, you know, I understand it's like an Xbox Studio um, thing where they have it on released on game pass and everything like that and bloober team really cool studio um i feel like that game is not ever that studio isn't really going to be in the near future pushing out any like flagship games so i think it'd be in their best interest to at least do like a time to release um hey get it first on xbox with game pass so you don't have to buy it if you have your subscription or you can wait like six months and get it on PlayStation at full price. So you're saying um, if Microsoft does this whole thing of where they get these these games, if they were to start putting games on other consoles, which it, obviously they they've kind of done what well, you're they, what you're saying right now is yeah. of is put their game whatever game and deal that they have or they produced on the Game Pass so that they can clear they can fully lock in and say, hey, if you want to play an Xbox game, you can play it for free here. But let, I'm just throwing it out there. I know this is this is a long shot, but just bear with me here. But if you want to play Halo on the other consoles, you're gonna have to play it on. You have to pay seventy dollars for it or sixty dollars for it. Like, See, I don't think they would go that route. I think what they would do instead is what I think they will eventually do within the next decade, um, or even start happening in, within the next five years. This is kind of a stretch too is they're going to really start pushing that Xbox Play anywhere and allow you to play on a PlayStation. Obviously not the same quality because you'll be streaming it, mm-hmm. but you'll be able to stream Halo from your PlayStation. With xCloud is what you're talking With about. With xCloud, okay. right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, I mean, Phil kind of, Phil Spencer uh, kind of alluded to maybe possibly this like Chromecast type thing also coming right. soon. So that's that's not too far out of the question if they start doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, because um, you'd be able to plug that into your PlayStation. Yeah, or just and, your TV. Or or just your TV, too. And that way, like, you know, you, they still get the subscription out of you because they don't make money from the console sales. They make money from the, the software mm-hmm. and the subscriptions. So, so yeah, I, I would like to see... I, if PlayStation keeps going this route... Because um, there's so many PlayStation titles that I think a lot of the Xbox like diehards are not going to switch over, but they want they still want to play those games. And I think a really good title, a really good series, would be Uncharted. I think Uncharted could get released like how the show is. And if they were to, because I mean, 
thing is, is like at the end of the day, MLB The Show has the PlayStation logo on the cover. It's like smack dab right on the cover. It's not like Minecraft where it just says Mojang and it's done. It's like, no, this one actually says PlayStation Studios and then it also says, uh, it's not Santa Monica. I can't remember who what studio makes MLB The Show, but it does say PlayStation Studios as the publisher on the cover of the game. So, and even on the Xbox version of the game, it does say that as well. So I think where Microsoft had to choose or Xbox had to choose the, do we take this and let them brand it however they want it and just take the L and we still about to pay. I, I think that Microsoft at this point really had to choose of like, you know what? Let's just take the L let's pay them their 20% or whatever. And, and call it for what it is. Um, you know, they get the sale, they get to move on. And, and, you know, PlayStation had to make that decision, too, of, like, hey, we got to take the L on this because now they don't need to buy our hardware. They don't need to buy our $500 and $400 hardwares. They they could just they could just buy keep their Xbox uh, and buy the cheap Xbox now um, in, in order to play that, that game. But at the end of the yeah. day, Sony still is making money. Um, yeah. But I think that Uncharted, the reason why I said that specifically, is because Uncharted could probably play on every console. Like, it probably could play on the Switch, because there was a game on the Vita called Uncharted Golden Abyss, and that was a Vita exclusive. Now, there are some things in that game that are specific to the Vita, but it would be kind of cool to start seeing, like, if if they wanted to keep doing this route to put Uncharted, and they were PS3 games, so obviously they're going to be able to run on if if the Switch can run LA Noir, we at least know that they can run a semi decent open world game. And so with this, and Rockstar did take care of that, and they did put some love into that game, but uh, that port. But I think it would be kind of cool to see those games being able to be at least on the Switch and be portable like that, where you can kind of play all of the Nathan Drake collection. Maybe not four, but you can at least play one through three um, and have a good time with those. I, I would think that that would be a cool PlayStation port if they wanted to do that. Hmm. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. I mean, there's not, like... I'm trying to think if there's going to be any other sort of, like, crossovers um, with Nintendo and uh, Microsoft because they're starting to do it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see it in Smash, you know, Steve from Minecraft's in there. Um, you know, everybody's hoping for Master Chief, but, you know, that's fine. Um, I don't know, I'd like to see these big companies do more collaborative um, projects because eventually, you know, it's going to be in their best interest to essentially make, like, a gigantic, like, universe since they're, like, the big three pillars on the console side. You know, obviously, you're going to have PC uh, on its lonesome, probably for the remainder of everybody's existence. Um, but uh, I think what would be really, really cool um, would be just a just one device everybody gets, and essentially Microsoft, Nintendo, and you know Sony end up becoming you know, like these, almost like a third party. So it would be like a generalized, like decentralized, like piece of equipment. And everybody that makes games on it is going to be third party. Yeah. I mean, that is the, that is the hope and dream, but I, it's, I think there's so much money that's made in those 
in the hardware. And obviously, you know, it, it helps out Sony a lot uh, when PlayStation's doing really, really well when they're selling those consoles. Yeah, like, but they, I think they consoles were are sold at a loss, though. Yeah, but they're also paid with the subscriptions. So you get the console right. in there, then you get the people paying $60 a year for it. So it, it comes into this this idea of, like, if PlayStation is going to keep making the console, which I think they would be the last, honestly, unless Sony totally was going bankrupt. Um, and they were at it. I mean, not they were, but they were they were suffering pretty bad at, one, uh, at a point where it almost didn't look too great um, for Sony. But, you know, PlayStation kept the, the revenue coming in, so they, they were able to kind of get that back. Uh, and, and I think we've talked about this in the past, too, when if, if they were to branch off if if sony was to get like say hey we're just cutting the playstation division it would go into a publisher and it would it would just be exactly how you said they would just publish the game uh they already have playstation studios as their like name for that now uh which is where santa monica falls under where naughty dog falls under uh where insomniac falls under like they it's it's microsoft studios but theirs is playstation uh right yeah so um but yeah, and I and I think that eventually it would be like they'd just be a publisher, and then eventually they would just sell off assets as they kind of go, sell off a studio here and there, and then kind of move on. But and you know that's the thing with all all three of the companies. And you're right, there are three pillars: it is Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. You're either Team Red, Team Blue, or Team Green, and it kind of like throws into this perspective of are they ever going to die? Because it is weird how like. We've Nintendo has survived a long ass time. They they were they've been yeah. a part of a console war after console war. Now they've just survived so long that you really can't get rid of them unless they decide to start making games for other platforms. Um, yeah, and that's the thing too is like they have you know they have the child market too. That's all. Yep, the family um, gaming, the family friendly, which is yep. like super important um, in society right now. Um, just having family-friendly content available and having making sure that, you know, they're not going to accidentally download something that they shouldn't. And any friends they make on, like, playing the Nintendo Switch, you know, aren't going to be trying to talk them into getting some, like, crazy game. I mean, they have Doom on there now, ported over, but, I mean, that's, like, about as gory as it gets over there. Uh, that's, like, the one... Now, apparently, there apparently there cool. are hentai games starting to be brought what? over yep I, i'll have to look them up i heard it on gamescape the other day but that. there's like hentai versus something or other but essentially it's like you know it's porn versus something but they've let it go onto the switch store it's pretty interesting uh, that oh they're that's just bad like, yeah yeah you don't want that yeah that nintendo um, seal is starting to kind of peel off a little bit but i get what you're saying though it's definitely still the family console and it's still going yeah. for it. But anyway, I mean, Nintendo is in that kind of like realm where they have some sort of like invulnerability where like they can do nothing wrong. Like they will continue to just like be super anti-consumer, which they are. I'm, I'm going to be honest. In my opinion, they are pretty anti-consumer. Um, their games will only drop in price when there is a holiday sale <laughs> or some event going on. You know, you could Breath of the Wild. I bet is still sixty dollars right now. I I would not be surprised. If it's well, Pokemon still, still is. Yeah, um, and they are so brand new to the whole internet thing because they want to decide for their players that 
online isn't fun, so we're not gonna do it. Um, and now they're in it, but it's just kind of like, you know, they they do they do a lot of shady shit, and they make you buy it, like make you pay astronomical prices for any sort of like accessory or anything. They they gouge you. They are the apple of the gaming industry. Um, but you know they're good. They're good at what they do, so it's they get away with it. Yeah, it it definitely moves into this like Yeah, and and I and I think that as long as they can keep the Mario, the Zelda, the Pokemon, like as long as they keep those there, they're untouchable. Like yep. no one can touch them with that. And cuz there's also there aren't really, there aren't any games like it. Like those those games, I mean, True. sure there's but everyone copies them. That's the thing. Um, yeah so you'd have to make it very different you'd have to change up the formula a little bit like i don't know i think it'd be really interesting to see like either sony or microsoft take a stab at making a uh pokemon-esque game you know because the pokemon's competitors back in the day were like digimon and like Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's that's pretty much it and i mean they're digimon's died completely where Yu-Gi-Oh. i mean i'm sure in like the card trading areas still fine i'm sure i don't know i'm not really in that whole thing but like as far as games go it's just pokemon <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that, that's it, it. and like, not that's, to mention that's... it's like pokemon has like now 25 years celebrating 25 years of pokemon so it's like um you know it it's now got to this point of um <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever going to topple them down and they've got so much uh built on that and I think it can I mean, be what done. What was that? Though. What was that I one? I think it can be done. You really do. Well, what's that one I, game that I came do. out on PlayStation? It's like they copied them a little bit. It has but but this thing is like it comes back you to that thing. Copy, it comes it, yeah, it, exactly. It can't copy. But it's like where does that line go where it's just not why doesn't Nintendo just port over Pokémon? Like, why doesn't the Pokemon company decide, hey, we're going to make our console release, our console debut, and we're going to play it on the Xbox. You can officially play Pokemon on the Xbox. I don't think think those companies are prepared for that hardware, honestly. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, Because once you start getting... Here's my theory. Once you start getting that into the hands of people who don't do anything Nintendo like they don't care about the switch they don't care about those little kid games but as soon as it shows up where you can buy it on your Xbox you're like maybe I'll check it out maybe I'll check it out and then there'll be another like resurgence you know for like main you know like the PlayStation and Xbox players they start playing a bunch of Pokemon and uh, they end up liking it but they're like yeah but I mean it's still I feel like kind of weird playing it because you know it's like for kids uh, is how everybody feels about Pokemon. And, uh, and, like, I wish there was, like, something like this, but... More adult. More adult. Yeah. And that Xbox and PlayStation would be the place that you'd do that at. Mm-hmm. So then Pokemon would then have a competitor instead of having, like, old old fans feel nostalgia, wanting to just play Pokemon because they want to play Pokemon. All the Pokemon they know and love usually aren't in these new games, like, being prevalent and, like, use all the new Pokemon like all like the gen one, two, three OG people don't really for the most part care for like the new weird shaped and colored weird lazy ass Pokemon that they come up with. Um, so coming up with 
doing a port, I feel like they're kind of holding their cards a little close to their chest, and I think that could be a reason why they don't want a different version of Pokemon to come out for mm -hmm. people who are, you know, like you and me, we're like OG Pokemon, like Gen 1. Like, we were there the beginning. Yeah. Like, we were there. I'm not there anymore. I don't like the new Pokemon games. I'm just not a fan. Just I'm just not. I'll go back and play everything up to, like, gold. Yeah. And then I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it definitely... I I have heard the outcries uh from different places of the when will Pokemon ever go a little bit more mature? Not hitting the mature rating, obviously, but like you know right. may, maybe an E ten or yeah a ten or or a T for teen. And it's like like plot, like people want story to the game. Yeah, and, they and, want Pokemon and, to be more than what it is. Now. And and I will say I'll give them to Sword and Shield because Sword and Shield had sort of more character development but it's like it gets to a point where they I, I think it comes down to pokemon just doesn't want to branch away from what the game actually is it's a jrpg that you run around and you go capture little monsters right. that's they it. Have a formula that works and they don't you yeah know, don't fix what ain't broke and it's thing. it's kind of that thing of like the best i can relate it to is call of duty this year where Call of Duty Cold War introduced like dialogue choices. Now, if they ever expand upon that, then great. I think that would be cool that Call of Duty would start to do that. Assassin's Creed started doing that, and I think it adds more to that's your character. That is who you are. You are this character making the decisions, right. telling the this story. This your story. And to me, if I'm a lifeless 10-year-old husk running around... I feel like there should be some choices that I get to do. Like, and and I know that Pokemon throws it in there every once in a while, but it's so far and few between and they, they don't really put that in those games. And I think it comes down to those games are definitely simple for children. It is the reason why we fell in love with it is because they were for kids. They were easy to understand. It the number system isn't elaborate. It's not Final Fantasy where you got to go and try to figure out, "Well, do I add this to this?" You don't have to worry about that. You 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 can just totally pick a guy, uh you can totally give your Pokémon like all offensive moves and you could still beat the whole entire game. Like and you don't even have to do defense and you don't even, you can just do all offense. Um and it works because the game is designed for a kid to just have fun and just enjoy being in that world right. of Pokemon. Um, but I think, yeah, if you go to the, you, you, you definitely, yeah, talked about that there's too. A, like, there's, there's definitely a market for a Pokemon competitor for a yeah. more mature audience. There definitely is. And just how to do it and doing it right. Yeah. Know? Cause like Nino Kuni tried to do it. It has sort of those elements, but it's not really there. Um, the next JRPG, I would say that's that would be kind of there, uh, is Persona. Is where like you get the personas, you you learn, you capture them, you can bring them into your team and use them for as whatever you can. But again, that game does so well is because I think a lot of Pokemon fans play Persona <laughs> because, but and that's exclusive right. to PlayStation. So you know that would be a cool game to see also on the Xbox of like maybe Persona and Shinigami Tensei, because um, Atlas, uh, they don't make. There's not really there's not a lot of Xbox Atlas games, um, because you got PlayStation having Persona, you got Nintendo having Shinigami Tensei, which uh, you know sort of crosses over at a point. Um, but Xbox, 
they get the dance all night games. <laughs> like that's, they just get the yeah. dancing games. They don't get any of the Persona or the Shinigami Tensei games. But I think those are the closest things we get to the mature versions of the of Pokemon because you could still not really have to look into statistics and things. You you have to at a point, obviously, because that's how those games are played. But yeah, I think I, yeah with with how this is going, maybe Pokemon is just never destined to go there. Uh, even though it would be cool, uh, I think you're right. I think it just needs that mature boost in order to get to the green and blue brand. Um, so, yeah. But I don't yeah, know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, wrapping this up, just just to, just to put it on a nice little bow. Um, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Is it cool that this is happening? What are the you know the next things that could possibly start happening? If this starts to continue, if, you know, PlayStation starts putting more games out there for both consoles, Xbox is doing that already. Nintendo's still kind of keeping it close, but, you know, maybe eventually they'll open that door. What do you, what do you, what are you thinking uh, is the next things if they keep doing that? Is it the next things? Yeah. Is is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Well, I think it's a good thing. You know, more collaboration, the better, the more ports the better um just getting everybody a little bit of everything on their plate is always good mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm thinking that if this starts to happen more we're gonna see a lot more cl- cross-platform i think the cross-platform multiplayer stuff was a nice little bridge starter and to to get to this point here because now xbox gamers can play they, they've said xbox gamers can play with playstation uh, players on um you know on mlb the show so uh yeah maybe that unification of all all consoles might be sooner than later and it's just but i think at this point now it's uh it's pick your box and wait until one of the publishers decides that we're just gonna put it on everything so all right you good Mm-hmm. all right we're moving on to our second topic that was exactly a half an hour exactly half an hour all right all right so this one we're talking about adults only games all right so lock the children up you don't need to listen to them for a while yeah, put them in their kennels yeah exactly close it up lock away underneath the 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 what is it the steps stairs. the stairs there <laughs> it is i was like why can't i think of the the thing that ascends you to the second floor <laughs> what is the, uh... oh, that's called a rapture oh okay <laughs> So we're gonna talk about uh, adults only games. I look, I, I, I thought this might be interesting to look up. Um, for for those that don't know, the ESRB, the rating system for America, uh, here is they they have a set of ratings, and it goes E, E10, 10, 10 or teen, uh, mature, and then the AO rating, which is adults only, eighteen and older. Uh, I forgot about JO. uh jesus only that's the the bible game and it only is on there for one it only got one rating um but yeah so the reason why you might be thinking adults only is 18 plus but what is mature well if you're 17 you can still buy a mature rated game when you're 18 you get the access to buying the adult themed games now um, obviously in modern 2021, this, this rating has gone almost out the window because there's just so many games out there now that just really don't hide anything. Um, 
And I think that what really puts them in is the, I think is, is obviously sex. Sex is what really puts the ESRB into this, um, this corner of, well, we gotta give you an AO rating because that's just how the rating system is. Um, but I think we may have touched on this a while back, but I, I do want to just read the definition of adults only. And then I want to hear, uh, Ashton, your perspective of what you think these adults only games are before we start going into them. So adult only, this is from the ESRB website right here. Adults only 18 plus uh, content suitable only for adults ages 18 and up may include a prolonged sex, prolonged scenes of intense violence graphic sexual content and slash or gambling with real currency. So mm. that's what we're looking at. The overall rating uh, for adults only. So what, what is your thought here with the, the ESRB, the entertainment software rating board? Um, and what do you think we're about to start looking into here? I mean, Honestly, it's just there's a lot of prolonged violence in a lot of games, and they're usually just rated M. Gambling with real currency, with real currency, mm -hmm. those aren't even allowed. So, um, I don't yeah. know what they <laughs> that that doesn't even need to be there. Those are illegal in the states. Um, as for the sex, yeah, I mean, basically, AO is mainly just used for sex. Um, it does come up a lot here in the uh, in this Wikipedia article here. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's some prolonged nudity, probably. Yeah, so we got a couple here. Uh, some of them have notes, so I'll read kind of the footnotes of them as they kind of get here. So they're kind of all over. Most of them are from the '90s, and most of them, yeah. So they're mostly in the '90s and the early aughts, uh, and some got the rating uh, a little after um now the game in order for it to be released in america does need to go through the esrb rating system um if it wants to be like officially like an official game uh so they have to send it to esrb and so most of these are actually just submitted by them uh by the company themselves and then in hopes that they could get greenlit to be sold in stores um and sometimes that doesn't work out. <laughs> or sometimes they recall games. Um, so, 1997, we got all-nude Cyber, all-nude Glamour, and all-nude Nikki. Uh, all made by Mac Daddy Entertainment for strong sexual content. <laughs> um, there aren't very many, so I'm just going to kind of go through these. Body Language, 1998, DVD from New Tech Digital, uh, also for sexual content. Um, Critical Point, 2002, uh, from Peach Princess. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, publishing, uh, strong sexual content and violence. Um, Crystal Fantasy and Cyber Photographer. A lot of cyber stuff. And that, when I was reading this early on, and I was kind of bringing this to you, what was up with the 90s and cyberness? And uh, I don't know. <laughs> Because, like, hacking and, like, all that stuff. Was when did The Matrix like, come out? Cool. The I don't know. Yeah, too, yeah. Was that an early... Was that a late mid-90s movie? Um, 
that was uh, from Mac Daddy Entertainment as well. They're, they're on the list a little bit more uh, for strong sexual content. Uh, Eden plus Mosaic, January 30th, 2015. Now, going through this list, this was the most recent that I saw on this list. And it also involves EF, A Fairy Tale of the Two, um, made by Manga Gamer. And uh, for Eden, it got nudity, sexual language, strong sexual content. And for uh, A Fairy Tale of the Two, uh, it got blood, nudity, which is always a good thing to have right next to each other in a rating, uh, sexual violence, sexual violence? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> strong language, strong sexual content. Good grief. Um, and the reason why I, I, I clicked on this one, because this was the first one that actually had a clickable link. Um, but Eden is a Japanese visual novel by Minori for Windows, playable as a DVD, and was released on September 18th, 2009, with the rating for everyone. But then, an adult patch of the game titled Eden Plus Mosaic was released on the same day other games by Minori uh, include Wild A Breath of Heart and EF A Fairy Tale of Two uh, a manga adaptation uh, illustrated by Takashi Moriki I don't know what it is uh, was uh, serialized in oh my gosh there's okay there's there's no point in this Uh, it's an English version of the manga gamer uh, was released on Steam on January 30th 2015 so there was an update that made the game AO, which if you've looked up this game, on the front cover is a small child. And I am not uh, really so sure of how this game got from an E rating to an AO rating. <laughs> but that's, uh, bad. that's really bad. And then EF, A Fairy Tale of Two, I guess, is also a... Uh, there's a show, actually, about it. Um, but eventually... Uh, it says here, unlike other self-rated uh, games by Ma- Manga Gamer, this game was sent to the ESRB uh, at the request from the Japanese developer in order to greenlight it for a hard copy release in the United States. The game was already self-rated 18+, plus, uh, for the digital release. Uh, so they were just trying to get the physical copy, and that's why they sent it to ESRB. And then ESRB was like, eh. No, <laughs> this is still <laughs> AO. So, how are you feeling about these games so far? What do you, What is your uh, thought not, process here? Not, not my bag. Not your bag. You wouldn't buy this. No. Oh man, it, it it definitely seems like, yeah, it it for America and for our if you're listening outside of America, the the thing about ratings is. Sexual is always going to get the harder rating, giggity. Um, and the <laughs> um, because violence in America isn't really looked at as that bad. Um, like, that's why the Avengers will just kick the living snot out of somebody, but you'll never see them actually like make out with somebody. <laughs> like, you'll see them kiss, that's about it. Um, and you'll get the PG 13 rating. Um, and it, it really comes down to, pun intended, um, when it's the, it's, it has to do with sexual content. And that's, that in America is what we consider as a more mature thing. Uh, language, you can say fuck in a movie, 
but you can't say fuck you in a movie. Uh, you can say like a situation, but you can't say it to someone. So, and get the you can get a PG thirteen rating or an R rating, or you get one. You also only get one of those. So, very interesting. I'll skip down to one that we all kind of know: Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Also has an AO rating. Um, you might be wondering, well, I can play it on online with that. So here's how it worked. On October 26th, uh, 2004, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was released by Rockstar Games, Take-Two Interactive, uh, with the rating with blood and gore, intense violence, nudity, strong language, strong sexual content, and use of drugs. Originally rated M, San Andreas was temporarily re-rated an AO following the discovery of an incomplete quote unquote hot coffee mini game that could be enabled with a mod of ch- uh, or cheating device, which r- featured characters engaging in sexual intercourse. Its rating was changed back to an M after Rockstar patched the game to remove the offending content entirely. The only mass re- uh, released AO rated game ever was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So if you have an original PS2 copy, I guess you can still get the hot coffee thing. And that's why in GTA 4, if you decide to go up into the apartment and go and have sex with your uh, girlfriend, uh, you do get the hot coffee achievement. So that's a little bit of a callback to that. Um, So very interesting that they were able to, they brought it back. They decided, no, you know what? All right, we, you know, if you delete it, then we'll give you the it will give you the release again, and so it's kind of interesting that GTA got the got the AO for it for a got little the bit. AO, huh? Um, there's just a whole bunch here. Manhunt, which also is a Rockstar game, but this is Manhunt Two, uncut version slash PC version only, uh, released on November 6, two thousand and nine, uh, from Rockstar uh, Rockstar Games. Take Two Interactive for blood, gore, intense violence, strong language, sexual, uh, strong sexual content, and use of drugs. Manhunt Two was originally given an AO rating, but was edited by Rockstar to meet the M rating, so it could be released on consoles. In 2009, an uncut version was released on PC. Both cuts were also refused uh, classification in the United Kingdom, but Rockstar successfully uh, applied for an 18 rating. Uh, on the M rated edit. So there you go. Uh, Rockstar taking two AOs in their, in their line of existing. (laughs) Um, there's obviously some obvious ones. There's playboy, the mansion, which was nudity and strong sexual content made by groove media, which I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, it was an expansion pack for playboy, the mansion, which I didn't even know playboy. Oh, it's called playboy, the mansion, private party. Um, why there's an expansion pack for Playboy the Mansion, which of what I'm seeing here is a, oh, it is a PC game. So it is an Xbox, a PC and a PS2 game on Metacritic, not bad ratings. (laughs) Um, on the Xbox, it got a higher rating, uh, a 61 out of a hundred PC and PS2 following up with a 59 out of a hundred. Uh, IGN gave it a 6.9, uh, EGM gave it a 4.67. That's, that's a little bit more of what I'm thinking <laughs> that it's probably at, uh, GameSpot a 6.3. A lot of sixes. These are, that's, that's like an okay. Um, how do you feel so far though about these games? Like, 
a lot of it's sexual, but how do you feel about these games so far? I mean, I don't know. I don't really get a game for for that reason. So, I mean, if look, if Playboy got a six, it must have been a pretty decent game. I mean, that's an okay. That's kind of weird yeah. that it's still got an okay from a lot of these reputable places. Um, yeah, because they're going to judge it based off of, like, the functionality and, like, how everything goes and, like, no, the I bet there's the some function going on there. Um, oh, boy. So I'll read, I'll read two more. Um, there was also this, there's also a game called Wet the Sexy Empire, released in 1998 uh, by CDV uh, Software oh. Entertainment USA. For, w- w- you, wa- you want to take a guess on why it was got an uh. AO rating? <laughs> Sex? Yeah, strong sexual content. Let me just read you the, uh, the little blurb here. <laughs> God, Lula, the the sexy empire, uh, also known as Wet, the sexy empire, is a business simulation game. Oh my God, it looks like SimCity <laughs> for Windows and Omega OS. Okay, wow. The game revolves around building a multi-million dollar pornography and erotica industry. Character designs were done by German comic artist, uh... Karstein Wieland. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh huh. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a sim game. It's a business sim game. Um, and that was released on on uh Windows. The last one I've got to say because this one stands out because it's not like the other ones. Uh, it's called Thrill Kill, and it was it was in 1998, but then canceled. Uh, so it never, I guess it didn't get a release made by Virgin Interactive. Do you know who Virgin Interactive is appropriately for this rating system? Um, some God-loving uh, studio? Uh, you'd think. It's the Richard Branson uh, Virgin Mobile, Virgin, like the indus- that company, Virgin, is, is what it is, uh, which is kind of funny oh. that... Uh, Virgin Interactive Entertainment, which is, fu- it's, it's weird how they have a... Uh, a gaming studio, which I guess has been shut down because Virgin has been sold off and doesn't exist anymore. Um, sure. But this was got the rating because of animated blood and gore and animated violence. And that's it. Huh. So, notice anything missing from that? Sex? <laughs> yeah. Lot, no, no sex. Um, because here's something interesting. Shelved by Electronic Arts after buying Virgin Interactive due to uh, internal objections to the subject matter. It is the first AO-rated game to receive the rating due to violence rather than sexual content. Hmm. So, sometimes they do give it to... Oh my god. Okay, I gotta read this one because this involves Gorilla Games. I actually just saw it because it was highlighted. Uh, Gorilla Games, uh, known for... Um, they, they, they're a Sony company, but they are known for Killzone and Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> so they're involved in this somehow. But this game's called Seduce Me, released in 2015. Or I guess, I don't know, there's no date for it, but it just says 2015. Made by... Uh, no reply games for strong sexual content, nudity, strong language, and use of drugs. Developed by a studio led by former Guerrilla Games. Oh, 
Employees. Oh, okay. So they they worked for Guerrilla Games and then made this game. Uh, Maram Bellard uh, and oh my gosh, I don't know. They're European. Uh, it was uh, pulled from the Steam Greenlight program for its sexual content. Pulled from it. <laughs> Steam was like, no, no, no. We allow hentai games, but this one's a little much. <laughs> oh, seduce me. A little more on the nose on that one. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's not much to really talk about here. I just wanted a highlight of how kind of weird that these games are. And do you think the AO rating, could we see an AO rating in 2021 Ashton? Do you think that that rating would ever come back? Like with all of the stuff that's kind of around with the violence, like cyberpunk of all games has a mature rating, but you'd think you could actually have sex in that game full on first person. You don't see insertion. But it definitely is happening. So, like, I mean, your, for a mainline your... game, I don't think we're going to see an AO title for a while. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, little rinky dink indie games, they get them all the time. Yeah. Do you think that they're just going to keep this? The ESRB is going to probably just have it just to have it. Like, they're never going to get rid of it, but just to have the, yeah, the I'm, rating. I, you know how these things go where they, like, it's ran by people who are incredibly, like, old. So it's like not really going to change that much um, with uh, with society. So it's just going to go with whoever um, makes it up, like a bunch of moms who don't pay attention to their children. I mean, that's basically what it's why it's thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's going to exist. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you're right. There, there's the uh, it, it's. I gotta know, like, where's that line, though? Where do they decide that this is not like? Where, where's the graphic sexual content? Obviously, insertion, right? Like that has to be insertion's an automatic. Yeah, yeah I think that that would be the the, the line because I, you know, Grand Theft Auto and Cyberpunk, two games that include sex in those games, you don't see anything. Like, you don't see anything going into anything, but it's definitely obviously happening. You're picking up a a, a hooker and you're going and you're going to go and do what you need to do. Um, and obviously we know where T and E10 cause E10 got added like actually in our generation of playing video games. So that's kind of a, the newest of the rating systems. Um, and, uh, it, it's it, like the PG of video games, which E10 usually is slapped on a lot of, a lot of games like uh, the Lego games and stuff like that. But yeah, that's it. That's the that's that's adults only. That's the adults only thing. And I wanted to kind of highlight that of just like here's kind of something that's interesting that you can learn. Um, so hopefully that topic wasn't too long, and, I, and hopefully it wasn't as boring of me reading those weird games as I, <laughs> I hope it wasn't. Um, anyway, anything else you want to talk about adults only games? Nope. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> no. All right. No. We're moving on. To our third and final topic. Ashton, this is your topic. What makes a next-gen game a next-gen game? What do you want to talk about? Oh, well, um, I don't know. I think it's like... um, I think that's kind of up in the air with a lot of people right now. It's like, what makes a next-gen game a next-gen game? Um, And it's a lot of it's going to be based off of, like, personal opinion. You know, Um, technically the first... Next gen exclusive game is a medium, right? 
Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales PS5 only. Spider Spider-Man was on PS4. He could play it on PS4. So I guess Miles Morales was. Yeah, me, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean the medium and we could talk about that very shortly why it was only a next-gen title game. Um because it was for power requirements and that's literally because the game has two instances running simultaneously at all times um or most of the time whenever you have that split happen it is literally the game is running twice but differently yeah it's I not mean, it's as the same as like a filter mirror effect they're well, actually rendering well i mean games. in in a in a game that has a mirror for in order for a mirror to work you do actually have to render two characters in at the same time the game yeah. has to do that so yeah now you're you're right yeah it's like now the game is doing that the whole time. <laughs> so it's just pretty yeah. crazy. So it's you know, it's not when you when you play it, you know, you don't think of it as like, oh yeah, this is next gen. But what you see what see what they're doing under the hood, like behind the curtains, that is only able to be done with next gen stuff. So it does have ray trace reflections in it, which are really good. It's direct X ray tracing as well on the Series X. It's good ray tracing on the series x um but uh there are parts where obviously you know it has its launch bugs and stuff and performance issues it doesn't run a solid 60 100 percent of the time from when i played it when i streamed it um but that can be fixed because it's supposed to that's their target and that's what they're going to hit with some patches but people play that and they don't think of it as an extra experience. But really what that is, is kind of like a testament for people who are in the developer scene. Like, holy shit, wow, you were able to do that? Your tiny studio was able to do that? That's fucking crazy. Okay, we can actually do some crazy shit with this thing. Um, but out of this next-gen console, what are we actually expecting to happen? Like, just everything looking like Red Dead Redemption 2? Like... Does it does it get better looking than Red Dead Two and Cyberpunk when it finally, you know, has its shit together? Yeah. Because um, you know, on the Series X and PC, the game looks great for Cyberpunk. That that's a next gen game. That is a next gen game once it's all fixed. That will be one hundred percent next gen game. But what are like the clear indicators? You know, that's going to differ from person to person because everybody. You know, you're not seeing a huge jump in terms of like 4K and 1080. It's not like the biggest jump in the world. I mean, you're gonna notice it, but you know, it's whatever. Frames are super important. That's new for consoles. Getting up to 60 frames as a standard. Now, see, I, I, I don't think we're going 60. I think we're skipping that. We're going. I think the standard for next gen game, like in my, in my eyes, if I was to look at a menu and go like, these are the games that I'm gonna decide as like. These are the games that I think are next gen is you have to go 4K HDR minimum um, yeah. and you got to go 120. See, I, I think th that'll happen for first party games, but I don't think it'll happen for third. I don't think it won't happen for third until the consoles are available for everyone because we're just running into that that idea of these consoles because I was just talking with Nate about this, my roommate of like. There's no need, and, and people ask you and me both. I'm assuming you got you get the you get the question as well. Which console should I get? 
that's the that's the other thing too. We got to dissect that question too. Is like, what yeah. console should I get? And honestly, I don't think you need any of them. You don't need any of these consoles right now, because all the games are coming to one and four still. So it's like yeah. you don't need if you especially you don't need it for the next year. Yeah, so and especially you if you have an year. if you have an Xbox One X, if you have a One X. No, you're done. You're fine. You're, you're, fine. Yeah. you're set for a you pretty good to, amount of time. Yeah, you're set for a couple of years if you have the One X. Because, um, I mean, you're gonna you're not going to be able to do 4K 60 on it because no. it's checkerboarded 4K if you do 60. Um, it's not native when you're running the high frame rate. But uh, you can do 1080 60, no problem for, for most, most games that have it enhanced, have that patch out. So... As far as PS4 Pro, I don't know how significant that was. I didn't have PS4 at all. The PS4 um, does does do the 4K uh, in a way. How well does it run the 60 frames though? Uh, Spider Man runs great. Um, you know, if you get a good, if you have a nice TV and you run that on a on a pretty. Didn't good you also play display. like Battlefront on there? Star Wars Battlefront. I did, and that that look the textures and that that game looks great in HDR. If you have the if you get. You play that in a 4K HDR monitor or TV, the game looks really, really good. Um, so if you have PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, the consensus is like you can wait a couple years. Oh yeah, I think you're good for another year, yeah. honestly. And t- because the thing is, is first off, the consoles aren't available. They're they're just not. And and when they are, it's a bitch and a half to get them, and people are assholes about them. So it's like I don't think the the normal, you know, consumer is going to be able to get these things probably until next year. Like I don't think these yeah. things are coming out. Because they're just gonna have to. The only way that these scalper problems. Yeah, and the the only way that these are gonna be coming out is, and for people to get them is if they just super mass produce them, which I honestly think is gonna turn out terrible because they're gonna freak out and make the make the console, and then eventually all of a sudden we start getting red rings of death on both of them. So, well, you know, well, not necessarily because I mean they're all built, right? Like they already have engineering. They've done testing. They made sure that. Red Rings of Death thing was more of a heating issue, an overheating issue. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just saying, like the, the like in that. general, like idea of a red ring. Like the, it's the not con- gonna be like maybe that not that specific. Defect. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. like to me is if ho- hopefully it doesn't happen. But like my I, I just <laughs> the fact that they're just not available is just is making these companies like Ubisoft and EA and the third parties and things like that that are that are just like hey you know. We could make Assassin's Creed, you know, seventy eight on <laughs> on the next gen <laughs> game on the next gen consoles, but that's like such a minority of our of our uh, selling platform here that we might as well just make it for the other the the past gen. Like, and they're still classifying PS five and Xbox Series as the next gen no one's saying that that's our current gen right now they're just yeah, saying that's our next gen are still on last gen yeah, yeah so it's like there's they're saying the current gen right now is still xbox one and ps4 so another other side of that is too is that you know usually when a next gen console comes out they'll have like a couple games out that'll actually be truly next gen like with graphics like you're able to tell by looking at it and playing it like oh this is a next gen experience those usually don't start funneling through and becoming the norm until like a after what towards the end of the second year of the next gen's re, you know release where most people have the console and then those games are actually funneling in right mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty normal when the next you know generation comes out for it not to be considered like 
current gen, you know, because it still feels new because not everybody has it. But in this case, it's even worse because scalping is a fucking huge issue this time around. It's so bad. Well, it's just like everyone. I, I, I and I blame COVID for multiple things, but I think this is definitely one of the other things. Everyone wants to get money. Everyone wants to get theirs right now. That's like the theme of right now like end of 2020 to now everyone wants to get theirs it's happening with fucking pokemon cards it's happening with the consoles it's happening with stocks it's like everyone just wants to get money right now and if they can buy a ps5 when it comes out on best buy at this weird time of the day and they snag it for 400 dollars and flip it on ebay for you know a thousand then they're going to do it. They're, as long as there's money to be made, there's money that can be, that's going to be made. And yeah. unfortunately, there's still the moms and dads of America that would just be like, eh, fuck it, I'm just going to buy the, the $1,000 version of this game, or this console. Even I know how much it is, but I don't want to wait anymore. I'm just going to buy it. So, I mean, yeah. And I, and I think when you go back to the topic that you're trying to do, what is what makes the game a next-gen game? I don't think we're seeing that right now. We're just not going to see it. I don't think it. so either. Um. I honestly don't think that we're going to be seeing it. Now, here's the thing that everybody's trying to push. Maybe Forza Motorsport. That might be it. Maybe, but, but I mean, like, here's the thing that everybody's trying to push that is, like, crazy next-gen is that each next generation, they keep making player lobbies bigger, but I don't think that's a hardware thing. That's a networking thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you know, you're not going to be rendering, you know, 200 people all at once. Like, there's going to be, what, like, 256 player lobbies in the next battlefield or some shit like that allegedly they just said it's the biggest that's, it's the biggest yeah, that the biggest done. no that's what the number everybody's going to for whatever weird reason um but realistically you're not going to see all those people on screen at once right you're like max that you'll probably end up seeing fucking like 50 of them like all on one screen and it's not even going to be like they're all up close on your screen where it's going to be in crazy like crazy detail you know, you're not needing next gen power to be able to do that. Is is my thoughts because that's a networking thing. That's that has nothing to do with like your graphics card. Because <laughs> like, look at like the requirements for Fall Guys. I mean, they have a big. You know, it's a pretty simple game, mind you, and the art style is pretty simple. You know, low poly and all that, but it's like, you know, it's 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 more of a networking thing. I mean, there's there's games. Uh, I think, you know, my cousin Michael was talking about this one game. God, I forget what it's called. It's on like PlayStation, where you could have like 150 player lobbies, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they were able to do that back then, on like very low like hardware, you know, low grade stuff. You know? And it and could be like also with PS3, you know, PS4 textures games. and things like that as well. Yeah, where it but it's like, but yeah. you know, it's it's optimization at the end of the day, sure, for like your graphics, but most of that's going to be on the networking side, you know, just having that many connections, you know, that, that, that load going into that one server there. Um, that's what everybody's like using as a standard too going forward, which I don't quite understand, but again, I, I don't make games, so I don't truly know, but I, I feel like that it's just kind of like a reach, but I'm, I'm thinking like, we're going to be seeing, I want to see, the most smooth gameplay you know i want to see 120 frames per second i want to see 4k hdr i want to see all that shit happening all the time and i want these really rich worlds and not overused textures that you know the map actually looks the exact same everywhere you go 
Mm-hmm. You know, I want there to be some sort of like, because oftentimes, I mean, you're going to be looking at these textures and they look good, but there's going to be parts of it where it's like very flat. You know what I mean? Like it looks literally like it was painted on yeah, and not uh, PBR textures, which um, allows light to bounce off of like the cracks and stuff like that. So it looks more realistic. It's not a paint on texture. It is an, a, like a live texture. Like, you know, you can actually water would be able to fall into like the crack of the texture on the rock and like spill out a certain way because that's what it does. Like bricks and shit, you'll would have PBR textures, a little, um, the, the, the mortar, you know, or it's little divots where the mortar is like holding the bricks together. Like light would bounce off of that differently. You know, because it has a different depth. It's not all one painted on texture. We need more PBR textures in games. Um, I mean, that, that uh, what was it, the Unreal Engine trailer that I think PlayStation played uh, at their, um, I can't remember what they what they showed it at. I think it was that their, like, E3 thing. Their, like, E3 yeah. sort of thing that they did last year that wasn't E3, mm-hmm. but it, it was still E3. Um and they showed the the Unreal Engine, the Epic uh, engine that they they did, and it was pretty good. Like, I guess that's a game that they're gonna be making with it, um, right? But I mean, that, that, that yeah, I, I would say that that would be pretty next gen if they're able to do something like that graphically. I mean, that's always yeah. what we we look for, right? Is when when a next gen comes out, is like, where's the graphics? How good are the graphics gonna be? And it's like, well, you know, some of these games don't even need that. Like, you know, we we're, I'm, I've been playing Valheim, and you know, that game is not the prettiest game sometimes because it's just that's the art style of it. It's just they're, they're polygonic looking people. That's right, just how well, it is. A PC, that's a PC game. That now. is a PC game, but that would also even that also holds them back a little bit more of like, why didn't you make it so grand? Well, there's only like a couple people making it, or when you got Phasmophobia, and it's like. That game has some funny bugs every once in a while. It still it runs you know ninety nine percent of the time, but there's some funny like glitch of a person that glit clips right. through like a wall or something like that. Um, and yeah, it's uh, not always needed for success though. Yeah, it's you not know, needed I, I for success. So it, it's like okay, so then do we wipe away that graphics are mandatory to put into next gen? And then well, here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing with you got to look at PC and console culture differently because they are two different beasts because yeah they'll share some of the same games but pc players aren't you know typically compared to console players console players are all about ooh new shiny because yes. next generation there's always hype about and that's generation. usually the common dweller as well like those are the people yeah. that are they're gonna buy the box they don't want to they're like i'd rather just buy my 500 hundred dollar xbox and call it a day and it's like all right well you yep. could if you want to make it look and i'm good to go yeah if you want to <laughs> play call of duty and madden and that's all i need but yeah yeah i don't know it, it i mean and that's the thing is like those games are just going to constantly keep getting better because they're essentially the same game upgraded for the next gen or the next game and the next game and the next game and the next game. Exactly. Um, Which isn't bad. That's just how those games are made. So a lot of people will kind of fall off of them and then continue on about a year and a half later because Call of Duty has now fallen into this cycle of things. Um, But the... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it really comes down to frame rate. I think that's something that console players have not been able to get access to. So if your game is running 120 frames a second, I mean, you know, hell, 
some monitors don't even do that still. So it's kind of, you know, the, the thing, but yeah, still that would, that's, you need something that really shocks somebody and goes, holy shit. Like this yeah. is a, this is fucking crazy. Like when I played Forza Horizon, uh, four on the Xbox one, or no, no, no. I played it on the series X. Or sorry, one no, X, one X, yeah. the one X, the Xbox one X. And I, and I played that and I hit the dunes for the first time on my 4k TV. That was, Oh my God. Like that's crazy. It looks gorgeous. And then I played gears five and I was like, Oh my God, this game looks uh, on the one X. And I was like, this is the reason why I bought the, the Scorpio. This is the reason right. why. It looks fucking great. And you wouldn't get that on like a, a, a fatty Xbox. You don't get that on that. And then when you – I have not yet seen that on this gen. And, and what I've no. been told uh, from Nate is that apparently the, the third parties are still just making one game. They're just making – they're copy-pasting of – Here's a PS5. Here's the Xbox. Those are the versions. So, yeah. in actuality, on paper, as we've talked about numerous times before, the Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PS5. But you're not going to know that yet because they're still just making the same game. Just for the they're going with the PS5 specs so that it runs on the PS5. So yeah, they need to. So console developers, you know, they need to start doing what PC developers do and just make it to where there's different settings and just make it way simpler. You can make one, you can literally make one version of the game and just have it to where they can tweak their settings to fit their build. Like that would be the best way to easiest way to do that, but they don't want to do it that way for whatever reason that may be. They don't want to do that. Um, I don't know the reason why, because it seems like they'd be pretty straightforward. Like, Hey, you pick your resolution. Um, it'll autofill based off of what your current TV setting is and what your console is able to handle. It'll pull that data from what your console is saying that it is running on currently. Yeah, I'm plugged into a 4K display. You'll see that in your Xbox settings and your PlayStation settings, what this type of display you're hooked up to. And, hey, I can turn 4K on, can turn HDR on, um, can turn on all that stuff. It can pull that information from your your console. They would literally... They would literally just have to do that. And it's like also the same thing too. It's like on, on PC, like uh, when I'm hooked up to my, uh, just my laptop, it'll be, it'll auto fill to like 1080 60. Um, and then when I go to my monitor it'd be like, Oh, uh, you have 120 Hertz on that. So we'll just put you at 120 Hertz. Like it's, it can be done. It's just for whatever reason, they want to make like seven different versions of a game and make it way more difficult. Well, I mean, and that's optimization, but that's the thing is like, it really comes down to what's holding back video games right now is those is the past gen is, is Xbox one and PS four. Like until we yeah. get rid of those until Microsoft goes, stop making these games and just, just make it for our new consoles. Make it for the series X, make it for the series S just make it for those consoles. Kill the Xbox one. Until that happens, they will not the, – the third party is going to keep making those games, and it's going to restrict them. That's part of the reason why Cyberpunk probably slightly failed, amongst other things, but we're going to mm, talk about this yeah. specific thing here. <laughs> um, is because they were trying to make it for those consoles, and they don't fucking work. Those 
That is not how you play that fucking game. Do not play that. If you don't have a PS4, I don't even know what pros look like, but I know what a PS4, like, fatty version, the original PS4s, and then uh, it just sounds like a jet engine, and it doesn't run. It looks like a fucking potato. And then the Xbox One, God forbid you play it on an original Xbox One that doesn't even play at 1080p, because that's like 980 by whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, those don't play. Th- th- that game was not... It just can't do it. It just can't run on those consoles. Um, and until, you know, until both companies, Sony and Microsoft, I, I honestly think they're just holding off and telling them, yeah, just just keep making for the past gen. And, and then the third party's going, yep, we're going to keep doing that too because we want to make fucking money. And if we're going to just keep making it for your small group that was able to get the console – we're not going to make our money back. So, I mean, they're probably gonna, but they're just not going to do enough as well. Yeah. It's, it's definitely holding everything back for sure. And it's does not help that, you know, there's not, there's a huge shortage too. So it's, it's really just really bad for the gaming industry right now as a whole, just because like it's a new generation. Everybody's trying to get the new console. There's shortages already, uh, partially due to COVID. Um, and then you also have this scalping bullshit, um, you know, opportunistic people just ruining it for everybody else. So it's like it's a very low percentage of people actually have these next generation consoles and probably aren't going to have them in the foreseeable future because of all these bot accounts that just keep autofilling all the stuff and getting all of the fucking consoles as soon as they go live. Like it's it is insane. So I don't know. It's it's definitely one of those things where there's not a whole lot to do about it other than just like you know figure out the whole like situation when it comes to how they're going to be coding for these games like do they keep making multiple versions of the game optimizing it specifically for each console which if they are stretch for time or just don't feel like doing it they'll just copy paste everything and it'll work on your console or it won't and we'll fix it later um they could do that or they could start moving in the direction where like you know pc only developers you know they will just have it to where it's just you're going to be able to pick the options based off of your build like what's going to be able to handle it. and it'll tell you exactly what it does like hey do you want like your v-sync juicing gone like this is what this does little description like get get that more in the console industry make it way easier for everybody to put out these games at their best and you just water down the settings yourself to make sure that it runs good for you like yeah that's, I, that's I think all it takes yeah i mean as much as that is easy for us to say as pc people as well i mean it you know we have decent i think it comes down to both playstation and xbox making it so that it's like we want the game to run on everything the same so if it it either runs great or it runs shit like that's that's what they're like and i'm not saying that's the right path i'm just saying that's kind of what they're kind of attacking here is it's either gonna do really well or it's gonna not do very well um and uh yeah i mean just to max out and what, what puts it in a even sort of a split table here is xbox has two consoles as well as playstation does but 
with Xbox specifically, one of them isn't as great as the other one is, but it does have the enhancements. And the games, as we've clearly seen, have up the, they they know what console you're playing on. They know that you're playing on an S, so they're not going to run it at the X standards. Well, so here, I don't know. It's weird. I think it would be really easy um if they were to do it like that route with the PC, like how they do it on PC where you like it'll just autofill for what your system already has on it. They could just have it set to where like you'll have different options available. Like you'll have a Series X option, Series S option. Like you know, it'll tell you, "Hey, this is yours for that." Or you can make a custom one and you can do it yourself. However, not that there'd be much of a point to that because I mean, your your build is pretty set in stone. Yeah. But like, just being able to see. Like yeah. it'll set you up for those settings. Like they'll just have different texture settings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean there are there are games that are implementing that a little bit. Where now there's the performance option or the high resolution option or the you know frame rate option. So like they're giving you the option. Like that's about as much as um, those console settings are letting you do. Is like, do you want high frame rate or do you want high textures? Like, do you want 4K or do you want high frame rate? Um, and honestly, I think it's going to come down to. When, to answer your question for me specifically just kind of wrap things up here and i'll let you kind of finish out for your topic but what makes a next gen game a next gen game is when i don't have to make that decision when it just is gonna run when i don't have to make the decision of it's gonna do i choose frame rate or resolution which one do i do? if i can just it just runs the best as it possibly can be at 4k 120 then I think that's what it is. I mean, these consoles both say that they can run 8K. We just don't have that yet. So it's like... You have I, it for Ori. <laughs> is it, it run 8K, seriously? Yeah, it does. That's crazy. Um, so anyway, but it's like, you know, until that's far down the road, and I don't even think that that's next gen. I think that I think that's next gen. But, I mean, it's obviously going to be an upgrade. It's not necessarily... Because these consoles have clearly stated that they are going to be here for a while. So, um, But yeah, I think that... For me, what makes next-gen gaming next-gen gaming or a next-gen game a next-gen game is when I can just play at the best quality I possibly can and I don't have to make the decision and the sacrifice of, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go high frame rate and I guess I'm going to play at 1080p. Yeah. When I can play at 4K, 120, that's when I say we have finally hit a next-gen game. Yeah, but, I, I'll agree with that. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good baseline. Like this is where it needs to be, and it needs it needs to be eye candy. You know, if we're talking next gen, we're talking graphics, we're talking performance. You don't want to have to fiddle with the settings. You just want it to go and look amazing all the time, no hiccups. Um, you know, you give it that grace period in the launch, and then after that, it should be doing perfect. It should be wowing you. You know, environment should be alive. You know, I want to see shit that my eyes don't deserve to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, and, and that's uh, the, the, I want those wow moments. The like, Oh my gosh, this game looks crazy. Cool. By the way, have you seen sea of thieves at yeah. 4k? Yeah. 60. Yep. Oh my God. The water. Yeah. No, I want to play sea of you... thieves on stream at some point, but you know, I know you PC master race people are like, Oh, whatever. You know, I've been doing that for years. Like this is, let us have this. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely looks really, really you good. Know, 4K, 60. It, it looks great. insane. Yeah. Like, the water in that game, man, it is insane. 
Mm-hmm. So the other thing too is we need um, availability for uh, smaller TVs and uh, monitors with HDMI 2.1. Yeah, but that's not so, necessarily towards these guys. That's more towards the Samsung and the Sony and like yeah, you know, but I mean it's it's Alienware and it's hard to get as a console, mm-hmm. um, just because the price is so high. Yeah. Um, it's, they're very difficult to get. And there's maybe like three of them. <laughs> yeah, and then they're really expensive too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything? Any? Those your final words there? Yeah, that's that's it. Famous last words. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up this episode of Bitcade. If you guys want to watch more, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching the video version of it. Uh, please uh, hit that subscribe button. Stick around. Uh, we got a whole bunch of content that is coming your way. Uh, I, there, there's a lot. There's a lot in the back burner. I have a lot in the catalog here, and I'm trying to get through it all so we can get content over here on YouTube. Uh, our main focus over the last uh, couple of months has been mainly twitch.tv slash primal underscore target. Ashton, do you want to give the full sell there uh, if you don't mind? Yeah, I stream Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, except for tonight, oops, um, until whenever the fuck I feel like getting off, which usually means a minimum of four hours. And then Ryan streams Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, typically, mm-hmm. um, until about 11. Yep. Is that about right? Yeah. Yep, that's, that's it. That's exactly it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to be a part of PT Nation, you want to watch us live over there on Twitch, uh, the link is in the description below for you guys on YouTube. Um, and it is uh, it is a fun time over there. And we're, we're on our road to 200 right now. That is our next goal. Yes. Um, Ashton, you, at this current moment in time, is we hopefully surpassed it at this point. But what, what is our number currently right now? 187. 187. See, we're almost there. Get us over that 200 mark. Have fun. Chill out with us. Talk in the chat with us. Wheel of Playing. Uh, video games for y'all um join our discord yes join our discord you want to give the plug for that too um i I guess you can't really do that like yeah it's in the (laughs) description yeah um yeah i'm like is there like a can you search people yeah it's just primal target yeah um it's our same logo everywhere so we have the same logo and that's where it goes uh you can follow me right for it down there yeah uh you follow me personally at ryan a.e more you can follow him personally at um Ooh, uh, sticky ash underscore. Okay. You think? <laughs> you you um, changed your Twitter handle. <laughs> sticky underscore ash. It's there you a, go. The underscore is different on Instagram and Twitter. So, oh, yeah, okay, it's, okay. It's unfortunate. Yeah, you gotta get the branding, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's gonna be it for uh, for Pitcade. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. All right, so can you give me a list of those AO games so that way I can go play them? Yeah, I'll send them over in like a PDF for you there. All right, cool. Well, mister, I'm the one that's driving. I guess you can decide where we go. Aimless. I swear to God, if you take us off that fucking thing, wow. So break that down to me. Break that down to me. What made you think we were going to be able to jump across that Dukes of Hazard style? Look. Yeah? It looks...